mamai, oh mamai, give me love. That's uh, Edward Christopher Sharon uh, saying, give me love. And uh, we're talking right now about um, people who simply just love one another. Um, but as a, a, a bystander, you can't help but just stare and wonder and have questions. Um, South Africans were required uh, to register as members of one of the four racial groups as set out um, in the Population Registration Act in 1950. And the four groups were white, colored, Indian, black. And unfortunately, um, to date, uh, we we try and, and just uh, uh, redefine this, that we're all African people, but we're still stuck uh, with these uh, four racial groups. And uh, as a result, even people who are in mixed marriages, because of that act that was passed in 1949, uh, it's still very difficult. It, I mean, this was um, banned, the, the law was nullified in 1985, and yet uh, we still have challenges experienced by people in interracial uh, relationships. And uh, we invited uh, individuals who are just uh, happy to share about uh, uh, their uh, experiences, uh, their love story. And joining us uh, right now is uh, Mr. Pitigandulo, Professor Pitigandulo, uh, who's been who's married to Antoinette for the past 31 years. Good afternoon and welcome, uh, Professor. Uh, good afternoon. Uh and uh, we also joined uh, by uh, Mark Roth, uh, who's been uh, in, in a relationship with uh, me, Pony Gaudi, uh, for the past 20 years. Good afternoon and welcome, Mark. Hi, Chriselda. Maybe if I can start with you, Professor Pitikanduli. Um, where, where did you meet, Antoinette? Uh, when we talk about 31 years, at the time, I'm sure your relationship was banned as well. Yeah, but then uh, uh, we met in London. Ah, that's the that's where the difference is. We met in uh, 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 in London those thirty-one years ago, and you're going strong. But you were coming from South Africa. Your socialization was that this is wrong. Where did you find the guts to approach it? No, what happened is that. Uh, I saw her on uh, television, and she was running anti-racism, mm. uh, you know, training to the uh, uh, municipality people, uh, uh, you know, there. And because I was from South Africa, she approached me to say I must join her company so that we can both, uh, uh, you know, train the people on anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Of course, that could be angry. That how can a white woman? Uh, come and talk about uh, anti-racism when they themselves uh, are racist. But then she had uh, uh, a good contract where I would be paid very nicely and I was poor. (laughs) (laughs) There's (laughs) always a catch. Okay, I will will join her. (laughs) But as I worked with her, then I began to get the, uh, the psychology or, 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 or of racism, yeah. you know, from a white person's perspective, and how then she was being attacked by other white people mm-hmm. because she was uh, she was exposing uh, their shortcomings. And then it was just from there that uh, I began to look at and to appreciate uh, her and her stance mm-hmm. as, uh, 
uh, the issues of our struggles are the issues of race, the issues of culture, yeah. and the issues of art. So yours was never a, a love at first sight. Uh, you grew into loving a human being, um, and and it, it's a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing uh, that with us. And and Mark, where did you meet me, Pony? How did it come about? You. Know, it's a, it's a lo- how much time we have. It's a long story. <laughs> I know I know Miponi twenty years, oh, about twenty years, and actually what happened is I was working with her. She was married at that time. I met her, mm-hmm. and I was working with her husband at that time. Mm-hmm. But he was quite abusive, and I was always the one who was trying to go and shift the. When they had some problems, she called me, and I went to to shift it again. And then one day she filed for the divorce. I was even going to to talk to me pony and say, "Yeah, why don't you give him another chance? Don't divorce, guys." And yeah, it was. And then she did it. And I always said, one day I wish to have a woman like her because she was very kind, even if it was bad to her. She was a very kind towards him. And then. Um, but we stayed friends, and I was scared to tell her like how I feel about her. Because I thought maybe she's gonna back off totally as a friend as well. Mm-mm-mm. And like about one and a half years ago, when I wake up in the in the morning, I was dreaming about her, and I said, "So now I put everything on one card. Now I call her and I tell her how I feel." And it took like she says, "Oh, I have to think about it." And like 30 minutes later, she called me back. She says, I'm ready for it. I'm oh, wow. That's just yeah. beautiful. <laughs> That's just beautiful. <laughs> and and I mean, were you ready? Because, uh, you know, sometimes we approach a person and it's just uh, words. Uh, were you ready when she said, I'm ready? I was, I was so ready. I was so ready because I, I really thought about her for like, 12 years or something, we lost each other. We had some contact on, on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, her Facebook account was closed. And I was writing a message to her, her father mm-hmm. uh, to tell her, please, can I have a phone number? And he doesn't know how to read Facebook. I only told him when I came to South Africa. Then, then he <laughs> says, oh, there's a message from you, which I got like two years ago. You know, and then... But I was, I was really more than ready. But now, when you eventually come to um, uh, South Africa, Professor Dooley, uh, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Uh, where, did, did you already have a family? Did you already have children when you arrived? Uh, yeah. I, was, I was also in a, in a marriage. Mark, we, this is for Professor Dooley now. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry, I didn't hear. Okay. Yeah. No. What happened here uh, 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 yeah, in uh, my uh, uh, in, in case? I was married the uh, before, but things were falling apart, and I had two sons. And uh, it was my son who said, uh, "You can't stay in here. You are going to be in danger." So I took my son and uh, to go and stay, uh, you know, somewhere. And each time. I'm, I'm dropped at work, you know, by uh, Antoinette. Then Antoinette and the boys got to be very friendly with, with each other. But subsequently, my wife died, and it was Antoinette who brought up the, uh, the two sons that I had, and we had one son uh, together with, uh, 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 you know, her. And then we were just one good family. So when we came back, uh, 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 you know, home, 
before we left, I remember a parent saying, uh, apartheid is so bad. Black and white people are terrible. What's going to happen to our daughter? Will people accept her? Then I said, I don't know how people are going to accept her, but as far as my family, because we are a loving, neat family, I have no problem with her. And that's exactly what happened. When we came back, my mother, my sisters, and my brothers loved the one I loved. Mm. And that's been a, a, a blessing for me. Ah. Now, Mark, you then approached, did you even know that uh, she was the daughter of a famous person? And and you get to uh, South Africa. Yes. <laughs> what then happens? Yeah, I'd like yeah. to know more about that yeah. when we return. We have to take a commercial break. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. Thank you for joining us. We invite you to join in the conversation, uh, taking your calls on 0891-104-207. And you can also send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And we're both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And SMS is welcomed at 40938, charged at 150. And having a conversation about interracial relationships and very unique stories, um, that of uh, Professor Pitikanduli, who's been married to Antoinette for the past 20, 31 years, and also joined uh, by Mark uh, Roth, who is uh, sharing um, his uh, relationship with me, Pony, of uh, 20 years. Now, Mark, you then come to South Africa. You get to know that that uh, uh, your supposedly uh, to be father-in-law is is a famous Alec Khaudi. <laughs> what then happens? Uh, so I, I was aware about it because, um, like I said, mentioned earlier on, I was very close to Miponi's first family and ah. to to Braum Khaudi, and uh, so for me it was just a, a normal person, really? you know. <laughs> So it just became, um, you, you just uh, managed to just fit in within the family with ease. Yes, yes, um, I was, yes, exactly. And I was very accepted here. And, and like I said, I, I knew, I also know Braum, it's so funny, I know everybody, even my future father-in-law, I know everybody like 20 years already. Yeah. All right. We also joined. Um, we also joined by Kiorabed uh, Zichakela, um, who's been married uh, to Merishka. Uh, and uh, good afternoon and welcome, Kiorabed. Hi. Hi. Um I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for your willingness uh, to share with us your journey. Uh, what are some of the um, cultural uh, um, dynamics that uh, you got to experience um, in in your marriage? Um, well, you know, we coming from different backgrounds, you're raised differently in different communities. So there were many different cultural things, you know, from food to uh, religion to, to many different things. But, you know, we kept an open mind and we were open to learn about each other. Mm. So it, it was only a challenge if you were not willing to, to be open and, and learn something new and experience something new. Now, Professor Pitiga, you've had, um, you know, the, uh, shall I say, the ability to just put pen to paper uh, whenever thoughts arise about racial issues. 
are, are there any uh, societal stereotypes perhaps mm. that um, you've helped to enlighten in, in your work as a poet? Yeah, no, no, I mean, that's what my life has uh, oh, I mean, always been about because culture is very central. Mm. Uh, uh, to me and to what uh, 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 to what I do, whatever I do, I view it from a very cultural uh, 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 perspective. Uh, let me just give you an ad here that my story doesn't even end there. Uh, alternate that I've now about how many we got about four young women. Some of them are not even related actually to us because. They just fell onto our own, uh, 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 you know, lap, mm. and that's what it is. So we have got to deal with that, and we they are not apologetic uh, about uh, ourselves. I mean, I come from a, an Africanist perspective, from Sobukwe, who mm. said there is no, there are not many races as one race, and that and the human race, mm. and because uh, in a new South Africa, we don't have to think about. Uh, a, a racial groups or anything, you should think about individuals. Mm. Once you, you take those things and you look actually uh, on those bases and you link that to your own culture, then you've got no problem with anybody who's got a problem with you. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the um, lessons that uh, you've learned about uh, being in a uh, an interracial relationship with a, a woman of uh, Hindu descent? Um, yeah, some of the lessons... I think the lessons you learn is you learn that there's a whole other world outside the outside of yourself and what you know and the community you come from or the culture you're in. There's a whole other world and there's something to experience. And you also learn that people have a lot of stereotypes mm. and judgments and you know, they have ideas in the head of what something is, but until you learn and experience you realize that love exists in everything. And as long as you see the love and you find the love in everything, then it, it's very easy to accept. So, th- yeah, that's that's the lesson I learned, that, you know, everything is connected. Everything, yeah. Whether you're a Hindu or a Christian or a Buddhist, it doesn't matter. You mm. know, as long as there's love, then you can, you can, you can do anything. Anything is possible. Mark, have you found yourself um, with me, Bonnie, having to uh, constantly accommodate the stairs and explain yourself to people in your journey? Um, not uh, not so much. I think people are, are used to that. You don't have to explain anymore. So sometimes, sometimes you get maybe this look on the street, especially in Johannesburg. Mm. But um, otherwise, we don't have to explain ourselves. I think people accepted it, that it is how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and does that, uh, is that the same with you, Professor Pitika, that you've had to explain to your family? I mean, you come as, as a person who's a culturalist, and how do you even introduce Makoti for the first time, Makoti Mlung? No, I didn't even have to explain that you know, to my uh, my parents. My parents, my mother said, "You have been away from us for thirty one, uh, for thirty three years. We are grateful that on those years when you were in there, this woman looked after you ah. on our behalf, and therefore, 
we accept it is on one condition, on condition that we are going to marry her traditionally uh, as well, that she must also follow all the traditional protocols that were required. And of course, uh, Antoinette said, uh, I came here prepared, you know, for, uh, I mean, for that. Mm. The problem that we had was uh, not in South Africa, but mostly uh, some of the other uh, South Africans who were in exile with. Well, some came in rape. I can really understand that. But on my family as well, we had a lot of challenges. Mm. Because when she came to visit me, I took her home to my parents. After she had left, there was a big meeting. And the missing was, you can marry any type of woman of your choice, mm. provided it is black. Wow. And Richards Bay is, is uh, predominantly Isizulu, right? Yeah, it's predominantly Isizulu. So the, after, that, after that incident, there is another challenge with China because if a woman gets pregnant there, by law, you have to marry her. <laughs> because they've got only one chance to give birth and they, they can't just give birth and lose the husband. And then the woman came with a plan B. Said, Since my parents, they don't want you to marry me normally. Let's fall pregnant. Get me pregnant. <laughs> so Did the plan work though? will be forced to get married. So these interracial um, relationships and situations are really very challenging. We ended up like stopping it because it was not working for both of us in terms of families. And uh, she was hospitalized after trying to commit suicide. Oh, no. So it was tra- tragic, but eventually she recovered from it. I had to go there. But it's really, it gets really very bad sometimes. So I, I hope she's okay now. Oh, she's okay now. She's okay, but it wasn't easy, really. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Perhaps I'm just going to uh, just round up with all my guests and thank you for sharing your stories. And I'm I'm particularly uh, fascinated by the fact that we have uh, gentlemen sharing their stories. Um, If you were to give uh, advice to people who are listening to this conversation, who are still prejudiced, what would it be? Well, my advice would be, you know, to go and, and see for yourself, go and discover for yourself. Stop listening to what people say is right and wrong or what people say is the right way to go, the right thing to do. You know, if you feel something and, and you know, you should, you should go and, and do that. If you believe that you love somebody and you want to be with somebody, then I believe you should do that. And, and love will always win, regardless of what people say or do love mm. will always win. So I would say love openly. Don't love with a closed mind and a yeah. closed heart. And love putting openly. people into boxes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your story. Gora Petsi Chakela, married to um, a uh, Marishka of a Hindu descent. And uh, Mark, your advice uh, to people who are still prejudiced so many years later. Um, yeah, like... Just follow your heart, and and uh, and yeah, and just don't let anybody to stop you. If you love someone, love this person. Don't touch the colors. Mm. Don't touch your pocket or anything. It just that's my advice I can give.
Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mark Roth, for sharing your journey uh, with me, Bonnie. And thank you very much for taking our call. Um, Professor, we're taking um, just one voice note, and I'm going to uh, tap into your wordsmith self and ask you to just um, give us something about love uh, and, 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 you know, the journey that you've been through and uh, what you can share about love. Hi. Kusala, you won't be doing the topic justice if you don't speak about the current trend that is happening today with interracial relationships. I mean, let's just mention the Kardashians for once. Because now, it's not that we're against blacks and whites and, and Indians and coloreds or whatever races. In fact, I think some of them, they make very beautiful children. But the trend is that the white women are going after the rich black men. And the black men, if you think of people like Tristan and Lamar, they leave their wives and families for this. I mean, Tristan left a five-month pregnant woman, you know, to be with Chloe, the white woman who's more famous, and nobody calls them out on that. So the issue is that they are just not take, dating them just because they are black, but because they are rich. And that is what some of us have a problem with. I'm one of those people who think, there's a black person because you love them, not because they are rich or of their status. And Josie Kezadan. And I also know of uh, one Tienas, um, who is a South African white male, um, who is married to a beautiful, amazing um, young uh, woman, and she is accused of uh, going for his money. And you, we, we never win if we just <laughs> focus on, um, you know, why a person is in love with another. Uh, Professor, as we conclude, um, I'm just going to draw from your wordsmith self and ask you to just give us something about love. Professor Pitika? We seem to have lost Professor Pitika and Dooley. I'm not sure because I can hear him in the background um, if uh, perhaps the call has disconnected. But if that's the case, uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for having shared your story. And that's where we end this conversation. And thank you for all your contributions. And I guess as uh, we move right along, uh, the next conversation is going to be equally charging to the mind um, as we reflect. I know uh, once again, we employ you to just uh, have an open mind and be willing to receive and learn as we talk about the origins of Solomon why the significance why is it that uh, we marked his birthday on the 10th of July as a country why is he so important why is his story important and we are going to be talking about who Solomon Mahlangu is and for now let the music play Barry White <laughs> 